0: Welcome to Hold Up, the podcast where we watch our favorite rom-coms and decide whether they hold up. I'm Gary Gilbert. I
1: am Allison Gilbert.
0: This week, we watched Easy A, which came out in 2010. And if you didn't know that or didn't look it up, you could certainly tell from what people it were wearing. tanks. So many like super long, thin tank tops and t-shirts. With a lot short of, denim skirt. Lots of long necklaces. Um, I just never realized like how long we cut things in the 2010s, just everywhere. Carrie, pop quiz.
1: Do not Google. I'm watching you. Easy A before or after super bad. I know this off the top of my head because I'm after it. after. That's correct. This is I guess she plays a high schooler in
0: both. Super bad came out when I was in high school question mark. No, super bad came
1: out when I was. In high school. Oh, I okay. was a senior in high school. Emma Stone and I are the same age. Uh. And the same in and beauty and talent and fame. Um, Easy A was directed by Will Gluck and <laughs> written by Bert V. I want to say Royale, Royal, but I can't read my handwriting. So Bert, excellent script. Um, it stars Emma Stone. Penn Badgley, or as our friends over at the Gossip Girls podcast called him, Padge. Yes. Uh, Amanda Vines. Allie or AJ. We'll never, ever know which. This
0: one, this one was Allie.
1: Great. Also couldn't tell you their last name. Allie of Allie and AJ. Mm-hmm. And I think in maybe their greatest roles to date, the Tucci and... Uh, Patricia Clarkson? The Clarkson. Thank you.
0: Allison. The Tooch Patton the Tooch. Um, also Dan bird who is the guy is Courtney Cox's kid from Cougar Town, who I love.
1: Where he has not been seen since Cougartown,
0: which must have ended over a year ago. Where's Dan Bird? Over a year ago, allison Cougar Ten Town years and-
1: ago. Over 10 years ago is what
0: I meant. Um, no, he's been around. I actually was on his IMDB today when I was reading, and he's been like solidly working on like primetime dramas. And I really like
1: him in this movie. So good for him, Carrie. What is Easy A about?
0: So Easy A is a Scarlet Letter retelling, I guess, maybe or a Scarlet Letter inspired. It's inspired. not
1: really a retelling, yeah, because she's not ever pregnant, and she, like, Hester Prim had sex with what's his face, you know, like they. She was an adulterer, right? And this is all lies,
0: right? Um, so anyway, she, uh Emma Stone lies to her best friend about having sex with a boy. And Amanda Bynes. I didn't say Amanda Bynes. Sorry, keep going. Yes, you did. She was like the second build in your list. Then I apologize. She deserves
1: <laughs> higher than all that. Keep going. She lies. Amanda to her best Bynes
0: of speaking of Amanda Bynes plays this like super ultra conservative girl she's like the mandy moore from saved um and she overhears emma stone lie to Allie of Allie and aj about having sex with this boy and then rumors start that emma stone has had sex um then dan bird who's a friend of hers um keeps getting beat up for being the gay kid so they sort of like stage a pretend sex scene so that he can earn a reputation as like a straight cool guy and word gets out and so she starts pretending to have sex with people who need boys I should be clear he like Mm.
1: tells the other like it's all he's the gay kid he like tells the fat kid and then there's the like nerdy kid and they all come to her and right give her gift cards to say she said sex with him right and she does it
0: and then it just kind of spirals you know she becomes the the slut girl the skank and it spirals out of control and then that and then this is kind of how she navigates that it's how um fixes it is it and with fixes the, it
1: with the advice from her. Perfect, not anything wrong with them parents. Stanley Tucci Paul, and Patricia Clarkson.
0: I want to be them as parents.
1: Yeah, they're the perfect parents.
0: Yes. Also, it's a, you also the have dialogue. Like a kid who's
1: a nerd. You know what I mean? Like right. the point of her character is like that she's never done anything wrong, so they can be like, "Hey, why are you wearing lingerie?" and why are we hearing rumors of you about town? And she can be like, don't worry about it. And they're like, I guess we don't have to because we trust you implicitly. Which like, I want to be a good parent, but there's no part of me that's ever going to trust my kids implicitly, you know? Right. The kids lie. Um, Because I remember being a kid and I fucking lied.
0: I didn't. So like, I did get trusted implicitly. I was the Emma Stone character.
1: I think that backfired though. Actually, no, it did be well, because at one point when I was older and mom was like, so when in college did you start drinking? And I was like, in high school. And she was like, and are you considering now starting to have sex? And I was like, oh, that ship has sailed. And she was like, and but you would never, ever smoke a cigarette. And I was like, nope. Like mom thought she was like my one daughter. I trust implicitly. So both of them are. And then when I was 25 was faced with a rude awakening. (laughs)
0: Yeah. See, I got you
1: um but anyway I yes there are you on one end and Anne on the other so mom was just like she's definitely fine she's keeping Anne in line and she's just Carrie I and mean, the truth was different
0: um yeah I mean Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson are perfection it's kind of absurd like how talented Patricia Clarkson is um the whole time I was watching this, I kept thinking about her performance in
1: Sharp Objects.
0: Sharp Objects. And I was just like, it's wild that this is the same person. Like, truly wild.
1: Also, just like, I mean, they're both very funny. Shaila Gigi and Patricia Clarkson are, I think, both, like, very well-respected actors who can also do comedy. They're sort of that, like, oh, if you're a good act, good actors can do comedy.
0: Yeah. So and they're just you're not a good both, like, very appealing and charming
1: super there was a very good I want to say it was reductious I saw like one of those headlines that was like help I became an adult now I'm more attracted to Stanley Tucci and EZA than I am to Penn Batchley and like hi yeah Uh (laughs) have you seen him go to Italy and eat food (laughs) don't yeah um but also I think like compared to something like Sharp Objects this probably wasn't a tough acting gig for Patricia Clarkson to play like supportive but funny mom and she's so like funny but also like genuine and honest and like you feel this love she has for Emma Stone and she wants to give her the advice and what Emma Stone needed in the moment when they're having this conversation was like to be like everything is okay I was a slut and I turned out (laughs) yeah like it just, it's like a really wonderful performance and a really wonderfully written, like kind of different parents to their child, uh advice where it's not sort of like the parents being like, we're disappointed in you, but we'll, you'll figure it out. Or, you know, I would never do so. It was fully Patricia Clarkson being like, I got called a slut in high school too and Emma Stone being like I'm sorry mom and she's like don't be I was like I got called that because I slept with a lot of guys and it was
0: fine (laughs) yeah it was well and I think the other thing is that so often in teen movies we get these like really angsty fraught relationships between the main characters and the parents and uh, you know a lot of that is because when you're a teenager you have an angsty and fraught relationship with your parents like that's just so often part of being a teenager but i it was fun and refreshing to see like a different take on the teen parent relationship and i also think it was a a smart but subtle way to build that character development of emma stone as like the good kid who does this sort of obviously pretend but like seemingly does a 180 um be and like her seeing it, it was just a really good example of the writer showing us instead of telling us like instead of telling us she's a good kid we were repeatedly shown like she has a good relationship with her parents the principal's like I've never I don't know you like you've never been in my office before like who are you the guidance counselor's like I don't know you. Who are you? You've never been in my office before. The like, guidance counselor played by Lisa Kudrow, who we did like out of nowhere. Like I, in our third act twist, we get Lisa Kudrow and
1: Thomas Hayden Church is the English teacher, who is also Lisa Kudrow's husband. It's a great casting, but also my favorite way. You're absolutely right. The writer shows, not tells, that she's a good kid. Is she's told her best friend Allie of Allie and AJ that she's going to her brother's college, her older brother who was mentioned, but once and never again.
0: Never. <laughs> she's seen going yet. to. She's going
1: to her, her little brother there the whole time. Very cute and funny. Older brother could not be real. Um, she says, like, I'm going to see him over college over the weekend. And she admits, like, I'm lying to her because I don't want to go camping with her, like, super heavy family. And then the montage we get of what she actually did that weekend is a birthday card that sings Natasha B- Bedingfield's Pocket Full of Sun. It's like, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that scene. It's hilarious. It's for playing with the card that sings Pocket Full of Sunshine. And it's. She's like, I hate it's the earwig. I hate the song. I never want to listen to it again. And by the end of the montage, she's obsessed with the song. It's it's a it's a beautiful, funny, well done scene that not only is very funny but is also like, oh, this girl didn't leave her house that weekend and she rocked out to a terrible Natasha Bedingfield song. Question though, and if mom, if you're listening, skip ahead two minutes. You're like, it's very, you mentioned that you were this Emma Stone character in high school and you say like a good way to show that is she has a good relationship with her parents. I mentioned that I was not this character in high school. I wasn't Allie of Allie and AJ, but I wasn't you. And I did have an angsty relationship with our mother and you didn't. Or do you see, I don't know, I forget what my question was, but like in watching this movie, were you like, uh this is you raise children and have a close relationship and then they won't do bad things like is this is what we're supposed to learn
0: I did I did watch this and I was like this is the parent I want to be when I have teenagers like excellent this is who girl. I want to be we had the
1: same mother and we were two different people and had different relationships also
0: because our mother
1: absolutely has not skipped ahead two minutes and she'd want me to say this and it's the truth we have an excellent relationship <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think some of it's, like, personality, you know? Like, I have two kids with very different personalities. It's entirely possible that, like, when they're teenagers, I'll get along great with one and I won't with the other. You, like, you just know. Oh, I know, know which one's
1: going to love you forever and which one's going to hate you at 15.
0: Yeah, right. He already's
1: not fond of really any of us.
0: No, I'm well, his favorite person his and he just tolerates me, so. um. But oh, yeah. to be fair,
1: when I was two, I was obsessed with mom. So I don't know that that can... Like, I was obsessed with mom until I was like 13 or 14 and then I had to separate and so right. our yeah. relationship became angsty. And again, yeah. because she's listening and because she wants you all to know and because it is the truth, it is no longer angsty. We love each other very much. We have a good relationship. We talk every day.
0: Great. This has been Therapy with Carrie and Elsa. <laughs> um... This movie, the thing that I just really love about this movie and had kind of forgotten or maybe not paid attention to when I wasn't doing like a close watching for the purposes of this podcast, is it's so smart to make a teen movie that's about how stupid purity culture is. And I know like this is not the only movie, you know, that's what Saved is about, That you know, there's plenty of teen movies that are about that, but This movie is essentially about, like, if you want to slut it up, slut it up. If you don't, don't. And, like, it doesn't affect your value or your worth as a person. As women, we're going to be viewed differently than the men who are slutting it up around us. Or the boys, in the case of teenagers. Um, And this movie just does that so smartly and so funny- and it's a movie geared toward teens. Mm-hmm. I just... Like, I wish this movie had come out when I was younger than... How or old? 24. 23, 24, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, this
1: movie... This is a movie I saw when it came out, and I've always really enjoyed. And I go back to relatively regularly. Actually, Mom and I watched it together, not probably during quarantine. Um, And I've had that thought a lot of, like... Oh, I was a young grown-up, I was 21, but like I was an adult when this movie came out and like it so I don't think it hits me the same way that like Mean Girls or Ten Things I Hate About You or Clueless Does, which were teen movies that either already existed when I hit teenhood or came out when I was a teenager, or super bad for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, these movies that I saw as a teen. I always came to this movie with slightly more maturity, but it is like lovely and you do watch it and be like oh i wish i learned these things when i was 70 yeah i or wish like i learned 13. that it was okay to have sex when i was a child yeah
0: um sorry i was just checking how old pen badgley was when this movie was made because
1: i think he's your age is
0: he not he is yeah so he was like 23 25 and how old, yeah, did you
1: check how old emma stone is
0: she's your age so she was like 21 um but but the moment he gets introduced on stage or like he's in a swimsuit or on stage in the movie or like he's in a swimsuit I was just like no demon. No, no boys looked like that in high school. Like did not know Again, a single guy that looked like that in high school.
1: I think we talked about this when we talked about John Tucker must die but Penn Badgley has an essence that is similar to the boy I dated in high school. Not in like body <laughs> but in like small dark hair. Like, there was a reason when I watched this movie, and John Tucker must die. I was like, I'm into Penn Badgley, and now that I'm an adult, I'm like, dude. (laughs) Now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like, tell me more about that bearded bald
0: man. I mean, Penn Badgley is a very handsome man. I think he's very handsome. Weird as fuck, but very handsome. Um, I think
1: he's weird as fuck, but I also think, and I don't know Penn Badgley from fucking anyone, but I also think he always comes off as smart and feminist and a good like when yeah. you came out and people were like this man's so hot he was like you all need to you all have to rewatch that that's not what I want you to be taking from me. he's a murder I am mur- my character murders people. You're not supposed to want to have sex with him. <laughs> like Right. Yeah. And I mean again like I'm not trying to have a parasocial relationship with actors or give actors but like when he speaks he does seem to have a level of intelligence. He seems smart and he seems aware of things and Yes, his wife is a doula and that's a strange career and, you know, whatever. But hes I think they're a little bit hippy-dippy. But I think he appears to be pretty, like, smart and have a good head on his shoulders. Yeah.
0: And is adamantly
1: like, please stop having sexual fantasies about the character I play who's a murderer. Yeah. I also think he's a very good actor.
0: Yeah, I think he's a very good actor. I hadn't remembered that he, like, doesn't have a ton to do in this movie, this has a very similar, I think we talked about this with John Tucker Must Die. Like the love story with the pen bat with Penn Badgley, who is the romantic interest in both, is so secondary that we just don't spend much time on it.
1: His job in this movie is to show up and be nice to her when she needs someone to be nice to her because nobody else, including her best friend, Allie of Allie and AJ is. And to like, just be supportive, nice guy, which is a simplistic way to have a character. But I also really appreciate it in a teen movie because what it does is say like, this is the baseline of what, of how boys should be treating you. It teaches any boy who's going to watch, any teenage boy who will watch this movie is, that's the lesson that's the subconscious lesson to take away and any teenage girl watching this movie is like the baseline of a way someone should treat you is they should be nice to you they should not believe a bunch of rumors about you and when they ask to kiss you and you kindly say no they should completely respect it and two scenes later when you do want to kiss you you they're open to that like he just he's truly like a lovely little nice man character with no other development because that's all we need him to be we need her to drive her home and the piece of shit guy tries to sex which no one ever says. she says like stick my tongue down his throat girlfriend he tried to sexually assault you yeah sorry And Penn Badgley showed up, said he was a dick, drove you home, asked to kiss you. The other thing I love about this movie is you don't have a girl who was sexually assaulted a scene earlier be like, yeah, I want to make out with you. She said like, no, that's not the place I'm in right now. I don't want to kiss anyone right now. I feel shitty about myself. And I was just sexually assaulted. And he was like, totally. Well, when you're ready, you just let me know. Yes, Emma Stone. You tell him you don't want to kiss him, even though you do eventually. And yes, Penn Badgley, you respect that and be nice show up later when she wants it i love it i love the representation of what we should be expecting from all men
0: he also in a lot of ways is like a plot device which is so often like the role that women play in movie historically like the female character plays in movies and then this this is such a female driven movie that the men end up being the plot devices
1: yeah all of her major like with the exception of Dan Bird, her like major friendship relationships are Allie and AJ and they get in a fight early on. And Amanda Bynes, who is her adversary except for one scene when they become friends. Right. And then Dan Bird, who's playing a gay teenager. And I think does is written in a really lovely nuanced way. And it's acted in a lovely nuanced way. This like really a key thing he asks of her, which is to pretend he's had sex, pretend she's had sex with him for money he it's written and he acts it so and he basically says without saying like if i have to live one more day like this i'm gonna kill myself mm-hmm. you have to help me i'm i'm being tortured out there which is also like yeah that would be what it would be like to be a gay kid at a public school in a rich part of california like this poor kid is suffering he asks of his friend this really terrible thing and she does it and then at the end of it he says like he does what none of the other boys do just say like thank you so much like there's yeah. like a genuineness in his own pain that they write in relatively quickly, and he acts very well. So that, the, as ucky as what he's asking her is, you also feel for this poor kid who's getting shit kicked out of him.
0: Yeah. He's also, I, I really like Dan Bird. I mean, I was a huge Cougar Town fan, um, and I've always really liked him as an actor. I think that he is, like, particularly in a, in a movie like this, where there's a lot of like really over the top elements or in a show like Cougar Town, where like every character is almost a caricature, he was, he is often like the grounding force. He exudes in a lot of ways, like vulnerability, humanity, authenticity, um, and kind of like regrounds the story in a really nice way that's why i was glad to see i you know i haven't seen him in a lot of things recently but i'm glad to see like he's been working because i do think he's quite a good actor
1: and you're this country's premier cougar town fan
0: (laughs) truly i re, re re jeff and i i made jeff watch it i didn't make jeff watch it he when we were early in the early covid days when we were trying to Find something to watch um, that wasn't Parks and Rec for, like, the 40 millionth time. Um,
1: I remember you. You were, like, you didn't think you'd like New Girl until I made you watch it, so now you have
0: to watch (laughs) Cougars. Also, like, one of his favorite shows of all time is Scrubs. Like, the same fucking people. Like, just give it a shot. Here's the thing.
1: I also really like Scrubs. It's not, it has not become one of my, like, rewatch before bed shows. It's not a new girl parks and rock 30 rock office which are my like those are just the ones I'm, like rotate through as i'm trying to sleep um but i always love scrubs as a child and there's <laughs> also something about like ugh, straight men what 30 rock is to women and gay men is scrubs to <laughs> straight
0: yes yes uh, well that's why i was like we're watching cougar town and he loved it i mean he absolutely loved it so there's also i went. sorry
1: i was gonna i was gonna pip I'm gonna rewatch Cougar Town. It's very it's filled with funny people. Plus that one hot guy. I'm gonna. Uh, oh
0: God, he's so hot. Uh,
1: this movie came out five years, mm, five or six years after Mean Girls, and there is a level of uh heightenedness that you're like, oh, there's a level of like SNL parody comedy that you know is what we were all trying to achieve because Mean Girls was such a hit.
0: Mm, sure sure
1: th- th- there is a level of like oh this absolutely came out after me and it doesn't feel like cheap like i think what this movie did that probably a lot of movies that we don't remember and therefore won't talk about that came out between 2004 when mean girls came out in 2010 when eva came out is it doesn't feel like a cheap knockoff of mean girls but it still has that like heightened goofy cutaway like sketch comedy mm-hmm. vibe that I think this movie figured out how to do in its own funny way. But still, I was like, oh, yes, if we're like studying how teen movies were made at this time, you can, there is a very clear, like, because 30 Rock, we easy it. Yeah. Right. Not 30 Rock, because Mean Girls, we, eat, I mean, one of the fucking same, because Mean Girls, we easy yeah.
0: One of the things that I think works really well about this movie is the dialogue is so well-written and then you they've cast people who are literally successful and famous because of how well they can deliver dialogue i mean emma stone is the queen of like like quick witty repartee same with penn badgley same with stanley tucci same with patricia clarkson same with lisa kudrow you know like amanda Bynes is a comedic genius let's just all amanda amanda is a comedian
1: so we're gonna have it talk about amanda pines and the way she is fucking treated in this world
0: um this cast is elite and it this cast is elite in terms of comedy and particularly comedy that is based on quick witty dialogue and they're given a lot to work with which really works well in this movie
1: i mean yeah we've come on this podcast this is the correct me if I'm wrong third time now that we've come on and been like Emma Stone is Emma Stone should be making comedies all the time like at what point did we take our like comedic it girls and say like well now you have to make dramas to win Oscars look at what point did we say like well now that you're grown up you have to start making quote-unquote serious movies like why can't you just
0: why did we like watch that last musical number and think this girl should lead a musical
1: I haven't referenced my notes once because they're not all that important. She was, first of all, you have her singing Pocket Full of Sunshine, comedically off key. So I guess we can have that. Then you have the last musical number where she is fucking dubbed. That's not Emma Stone singing. And then someone was like, but that's what we're going to do. We're going to hire her for La La Land. And we're just going to claim that was the point. Look, we could have a whole other podcast about my issues with the movie La La Land. <laughs> But I have nothing to do with the fact that mom and I saw it the week she was diagnosed with cancer, and so maybe I already had. I mean, it was just predisposed to hate anything that happened that week. But like Emma Stone in this movie has like a fun, lovely musical number where like you can dub her and she doesn't need to sing, and then the result of that should not be let's make her the lead of a of a musical opposite Ryan Gosling, where neither of them can dance or sing.
0: According to Vanity Fair, it is her singing.
1: Okay, then I apologize to Emma Stone. It, she did a good job, but it wasn't... But it wasn't... Look, listen,
0: <laughs> the girl has a lovely... It wasn't It, it was She's a teenager a... singing a musical number, you know what I mean? Like, she has a pretty voice. She has a pretty voice. She does not have a musical theater voice. Now, if that's what you were trying to do in La La Land... Fine. We're not picking apart La La Land. That's a whole other podcast. Never, I will never.
1: I mean, maybe that's not true. 100% we're going to do that eventually. But I
0: just, and, and again, we have come on this podcast multiple time, time after time after time and said, Emma Stone is a fucking gem. She's one of the most talented actresses working right now. She should be in everything. She is fantastic. I don't know why we thought musical, leading a musical was was the right choice? Can I say one I thought, thing? Yeah. it was supposed to be Emma,
1: not Roberts, not Stone. Get me there, Watson. It was supposed to be Emma Watson, and she can't uh, sing either. She is significantly worse at singing and acting than Emma Stone. So all I'm saying is like we came out with the better Emma that we could have had. You know what I mean? Like,
0: and I mean again, again, this is not a lit. Like, why are we stuck on La La Land? But I mean, we spent a whole other episode of this podcast talking about how, how much chemistry there is between Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. So La La
1: Land had everything. I also really like the man who wrote and directed that movie. The um drummer movie. Come on, give me there.
0: Mm-hmm. Whiplash. I'm, yeah.
1: Whiplash is an excellent movie. That man can write and direct great movies. La La Land is not that.
0: Right. All right. We gotta stop talking a lot. Like that's just not what we're doing right now.
1: Emma Stone is very good. You were talking about like this movie is comedic genius is like a group of like high level comedic actresses. And I agree with you, which brings me to a very funny The Office quote where Michael Scott makes a reference to Bob Hope. And Mindy Kaling character Kelly says, who's Bob Hope? And he says, he's a comedian. And she says, oh, like Amanda Bynes. <laughs> and then Michael says, yes. So I'm something like a Hope or a Bynes. And the funny part of that joke is supposed to be like, you're not comparing Bob Hope <laughs> to Amanda Bynes, but I'm going to sit here and compare Bob Hope to Amanda Bynes. I think Amanda Bynes has been doing much like Keenan Todd Ta- has like been doing incredibly funny sketch comedy my entire life. And like, don't don't sleep on all that and the Amanda Show, which was sketch comedy for kids. Mm-hmm. And maybe in the light of the conversations we're having surrounding Britney Spears, we can also be having those conversations surrounding Amanda Bynes and the way we treat mental illness in famous actresses.
0: Well, also knowing now what we know about the Nickelodeon machine and young, pretty actresses, maybe. Also, Kanye West started
1: posting about his ex-wife's bowel movements last week. And as far as I know, he's not under any sort of conservatorship. So maybe we treat women with mental illness differently than we treat men.
0: Yeah, I mean, you do. I think Amanda Bynes has her troubles or has had her troubles. Absolutely, oh, is she mentally ill? Is she freaking hilarious? And again, this is like the second or third time we've talked about her, and she's all that. No, she's all that. She's, she's the man. man. And at some point, we've got to do that one. We're calling first. Her dad um
1: god I love that movie it's so bad I tried to rewatch it in quarantine it's not well done I, I have no Christina, doubt shout out Christina Kelly I don't know if she listens to this podcast but she was my best friend in high school and I love her dearly we were obsessed with I loved that movie. that movie and the main boy in it who I could not tell you anything about other than that movie. like who knows what happened to that boy we were obsessed with the cute boy with the British actor. what
0: the hell was that movie called
1: uh, an american in london uh no it was called what a, what girl, a girl, girl wants
0: what a girl wants of the what Christian a fucking song. classic
1: you know we should watch well, it kelly preston r.i.p kelly preston r.i.p there's also a great dupes for uh william and harry and talk about r.i.p the queen of england there's like fake the fake queen of england
0: <laughs> yes oh yeah this Which, the boy in this he was not in much
1: no 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 but like when I tell you Christina Kelly and I are like main loves were like Orlando Bloom and Pirates of the Caribbean um probably Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean which we will take a look at now and this kid <laughs> yes no Amanda Bynes is incredibly funny and also like Correct. I'm not like deeply following her recovery journey, but it seems like she's maybe now has been through therapy and is hopefully getting the right kind of treatment and is doing better. And
0: I think like the worry is like, she's going to, we're going to low hand her. I love when they're pretending where Emma Stone and Dan Bird are pretending to have sex. And it's like two teenage versions pretending what they think sex is like to make it sound like what they think sex is like and they each
1: he's just never had sex with a woman
0: and they keep telling saying things no because he says something at one point where he's like isn't that true and she's like i don't stop no
1: no she says something and he's like you think that because you're a virgin like i think the implication is he's like going off to colleges on the weekends and having sex oh that was
0: not my interpretation because he says a couple of things where she's like that's not a thing
1: i mean he's still a teenager it's not saying he's like but i think i don't know we're interpreting the
0: same movie right but anyway it's just very funny um and then the like sort of sobering moment is like when they leave the like reaction to the guy versus the girl is so different um you know, I think this yeah, movie just does sure. a nice job of like swinging between like the authentic moments and the funny moments.
1: Speaking of which, my favorite scene is the scene where the crazy Christians, led by Amanda Vines are protesting slutty Olive uh, Emma Stone's character, and then there's also a Quiznos.
0: Guy. <laughs> yes, some sweet Quiznos like product a Quiznos placement.
1: A guy with a sign, and she at one point is it. like, "Out of my way, Quiznos!" Yes, it's hilarious. This movie is incredibly funny.
0: We get a cameo from the girl from uh, Maria from Liz McGuire. No, you're,
1: oh, you're mixing her up with Shiri Appleby, but it's no, Maria no, no. from Liz McGuire.
0: No, mm-hmm. yes, you're right.
1: Oh, I know which girl from Unreal real you're talking about because I used to work
0: out with her. Yeah, her. She's married to Cormac McLagan. She is because he picked her up from our Pure Bar one day. Yeah. Allison, did you just accuse me of not knowing the difference between Shiri Appleby and the girl that plays Lizzie McGuire's best friend?
1: I swear to God, I thought you were coming up with her full actual God given name, and I was going to die of it being impressed. I was like, if you know Miranda no. from Lizzie McGuire's like Christian name, I will throw myself out of it.
0: No, but I'm Yes, fucking, that's what I accused you of. I'm a fucking old millennial. I know who the hell Shiri Appleby is because I've known who Shiri Appleby was said fucking roswell i feel like you claim to be that you were aged out of disney by the time lizzie mcguire came around which i
1: absolutely was not i was in my prime disney in the lizzie mcguire yeah, even but Steven i wasn't Pierce. aged
0: out of the wb that's what i'm mad about more cormac mclagan's wife was there she's also the girl from greek or one of the girls from greek she's not Kelsey Grammer's daughter. Correct. She's the other
1: girl from Greek. Kelsey Grammer's daughter's TV's brother's love interest. God damn it! I'm gonna rewatch Greek.
0: Oh God, I loved Greek. Should Speaking we watch of, Greek for the Patreon?
1: Time out. because also Cappy shows up in the last season of You, and he's so hot that I didn't realize it was Cappy. He's, he's always did, hot. So like, Cappy's always hot, but a different kind of hot. Should we watch Greek for the Patreon? Yeah. Let's see if we can stream it anywhere. We have to have Brian on. Because he would be so mad if we didn't talk to him about Greek. Oh my god, it's on Hulu. Great. There's an episode where um, the one girl is trying to get out of credit card debt and she does it in one episode and that did uh, trick me into thinking that like, of credit card debt and get out of it in one episode. So I can't wait to unpack that. Yeah um easy is a delightful lovely perfect yes movie I okay
0: absolutely i no had criticism. one problem i had one problem one like kind of icky moment where i was like Eh-eh.
1: the uh huck fan references
0: yeah they weren't yeah, necessary sure, there's
1: no black people in this movie except for they're not necessary i think it would have been better if there were other black people in this movie which there are not but at the beginning of the movie she says all she make. there's like a meta joke about teen movies based on books you read in high school which is like whatever book you're reading at the time like speaks to your teen angst and like as we discussed last week in preparation for this movie we love a teen movie that references that is based on a book you would read in high school clueless she's the man uh she's all that is pygmalion uh this movie is easy or this movie is the scarlet letter Her joke then is then like, I've never heard of two kids like running off with a random black guy. Like Hudson is not apt or appropriate to life. And then at the end of the movie, Dan Bird runs off with a hot black man. And because there are no other people of color in this movie of any significance, it's sort of like, oh, this is the reference. But I also think like, if there were, it's just like a funny callback to earlier. It's just like a funny callback to like, oh, every teen book is referenced in different stories. Maybe right. I'm being too generous with it, but I also think like the ickiness of that moment could have been offset if we had been like, what if the only other person of color in this movie wasn't like an Indian kid with an accent?
0: Right. And I think that, yes, I mean, that moment is not going to like undo how much I enjoyed this movie. Again, this pot, the a lot of what we talk about in this podcast is like, you can enjoy problematic art. But because this movie is so white, and to be fair, Ohio is so white um but because it's set in a place that is very very white which means everybody in this movie is white with the exception of like her black adopted brother then to have this black character who's literally there is like a joke. for his he's there he's body. there to serve a joke yeah he's there to serve his joke and it's a joke about his body it just it just landed it, didn't let, it did not land for me. It was also, bad. Also, you want to
1: get, like, super icky about it, like, we could get deep into, like,
0: that character's name in Huck Finn is the N-word. Well, Annie's, like, a character of a Black man. Yeah. Yes. Like, a caricature, of, caricature a of a Black man. Although he is, like, the only character in the book that is truly good and without Yeah, I haven't read and, Huck like,
1: Finn in a while, but I actually don't think he's a caricature. I think, like, he is... Mark Twain again I haven't read Huck Finn in a while please correct me if I'm wrong I think Mark Twain is taking like the stereotype of a black man and then building around it a much more deeper nuanced character to say like this is what you think of black people and they're actually just like fully nuanced realized human beings like
0: right I think, it's, Which then, I think Huck I Finn think... is deeper than that this movie is not that movie right. that character is it's almost is like then that joke like un- it's insulting like, it recognize- to Mark Twain <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It just, it was really, it felt really, it felt A, unnecessary. And also, I just didn't love, like, the way we wrapped up Brandon's story. Like, I felt like. Also,
1: the ickiness is that there's, like, a
0: teenager running away with, hopefully, another teenager. Right. But also, like, we, I don't feel like we got a lot of, like, like, I don't know. I wasn't very satisfied with the end of Brandon's story or Brandon and uh, Olive's story. Like together. I don't know. It was just, it was a weird way to wrap it up. And then the, the race thing on top of it, I was just like, could, could, that was the, that was like the one thing in this story that I was like, could we have done something different there? I think Olive and Brandon both end up
1: in college and they find there because he makes a joke he's like i understand like i'll get out of this place and i'll be able to like find my people and be who i want to be and blah 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 blah. but for right now i need to survive and i want to be like no but you will get out of this place and you'll find your people and you'll be who you need to be like high school isn't important dan bird you just got to get through it but yes i i hear what you're saying
0: yeah but other than that it was delightful i loved it i even texted you on one at the beginning and I was like this is the movie we're supposed to be watching right because I'm 10 minutes in and I'm gonna finish it either way because it was delightful oh
1: I did this two nights ago and I was like hell yeah that's what I'm doing um I'll, I will watch this movie like at least once every three years it's not like a while you were sleeping once a year slash once three times a year um but I do really enjoy this movie and I like to return to it um what are we watching next Next week, we were watching Just Right, because it's high time we talked about Common, <laughs> our hometown hero. I don't I don't know, know, had I've never movie. seen it.
0: We have had a, we've
1: had many a Queen Latifah movies. She's a staple, as she should be on any rom-com yep. podcast. Side note, remember when Rebel Wilson was like, I'm the first plus-size star of a rom-com and everyone was like, literally Queen Latifah her entire career. I don't
0: know what's wrong with you. Right. Great. I don't have predictions. I've never seen it. I... Neither of us have ever seen it. But I love Queen Latifah. I've heard great things about it. I'm really looking forward to this one. Is Common
1: a good actor?
0: Great question, Allison. Great question. No idea. Queen
1: Latifah is one of our nation's greatest. Can Common act?
0: Guess we'll find out.
1: He has an Oscar for music.
0: For writing music for a movie.
1: Yeah, I know he can write music. He can write music. Is Common Common good at music? I know that. I'm wondering if he's a good actor.
0: I don't know. I guess we'll find out.
1: probably not. My prediction is that Common will not be good. (laughs) But you know what he will be? Hot. Yep. Yeah. Um, Join us to find out if that prediction is true. Maybe he's going to be an incredible actor and like kind of ugly. We'll see.
0: (laughs) Maybe we'll be totally wrong. Where can
1: people find us? You can find us on Instagram at hold underscore up underscore pod. And at TikTok at hold up podcast. Carrie's killing it over there. What day I'm going to learn
0: how to TikTok, but for now. Guys, please go check out our TikTok because I t- posted a TikTok the other day that I was so proud of, like so proud of that I texted Allison at like 7 a.m., which is 5 a.m. It
1: was earlier than that because I woke up for work at 6 a.m. and had that text already. So at yeah. four o'clock in the morning, Carrie had texted me, please go look at our TikTok. I just posted one I'm really proud of.
0: And 36 and you know people what? have watched it
1: i did have watched it
0: no yes it's been more
1: than a, watched it or liked it
0: no it has three likes and it has 36 views and it is Someone it is our lowest it is our lowest viewed video and it is oh, fucking hilarious that's I tough think.
1: because when i saw that text i was like oh sweet carrie and then i went over to the tiktok and i was like this is so this is very funny she should be proud of
0: this oh, so i
1: genuinely think you're doing great on the tiktok and not yeah. just because it means i don't have to
0: do the tiktok <laughs> That's
1: part of it, but it's not the whole thing.
0: I mean, otherwise, like our videos are doing decently, but that one, I, I know really... but that's why when
1: you said thirty six, I was like, this doesn't seem right because I feel like you've been getting lots of views over there. But I guess
0: There's something about that video, did, the algorithm was not pleased with.
1: We didn't, we didn't find Princess Bride, uh, the Princess Bride side of TikTok.
0: Evidently not. Anyway, all right. You'll find us on TikTok. Uh, join us next week you know join us in two weeks for just right um we will have a september oh what is our september patreon greek are we doing we <laughs> no, we haven't
1: for, uh, join us in two weeks for just right join us in three weeks on our patreon at patreon.com slash hold up where we're going to watch the television show greek as we decided right here live on air you heard it here first
0: yes bye bye